welcome to The Arc podcast. I am your host, Natasha, and I have an obsession with books, as I can imagine most of you who are listening have as well. Um, This podcast is going to be a weekly podcast. This episode is more of an introductory episode. Um, I thought that it'd be quite nice for you guys to kind of get to know me a little bit more, uh, my background and stuff like that before we jump into the juicy podcast stuff. So um, stick around. There will be some book recommendations and things like that towards the end. Um, But I thought as an introductory, this would be quite a fun little episode for me to do. Um, So I've wrote myself out some questions in interview style just to give me some pointers to talk about which I find quite hilarious because I never really have any trouble with talking Uh, most of my job I'm a beauty therapist um, by day Um, so I don't have a problem with talking in fact I think my fiance often says that I generally talk a little bit too much but that's just me that's who I am I talk a lot Um, so my reading obsession didn't start much at an early age. Um, I'm dyslexic. So for me as a child, reading was always just a little bit difficult for me. Um, I struggled with it from a very young age. They actually didn't discover my dyslexia until I was, I think I was quite old. I was kind of, I'd done with like primary school. Um, well, I was coming towards the end of primary school, I think my last year. And that's when they realized that I was dyslexic. Um, Before the dyslexia diagnosis, I went through um, a lot of criticism from school teachers. Um, I'm a 80s baby. I was born in 1983. So dyslexia, I think, in the 80s back then wasn't so well known. Um, I remember my mum, my teachers going to my mum and being like, like, she's either stupid or she's lazy. Like those were the two things that my mum was told uh, about me at a young age and my mum very much so was like, well, no, she's not. Um, There must be something else going on in there. But no, I was either stupid or lazy Um, or I had mirror vision. I remember um, grossly being given a pair of yellow tinted glasses. Now, as a six and seven year old child um, trying to... uh, make friends in a school where you know children are mean let's just throw that out there right now children are mean um and running around with a pair of yellow tinted glasses because I was told I had mirror vision uh was awful as a child um and in my head uh, people out there who uh, people out there who are dyslexic fellow dyslexia people will understand when I say that what I was writing down to me looked correct. Like there were no parts of my work that I was looking at that to me looked wrong. It was other people's stuff that looked wrong. And it's a weird process to go through that when you look at something on the board and whether it be a mathematical problem or some kind of writing problem, you're looking at it on the board and then you look at it, it goes in your head and then you write it down and it's, someone's telling you that it's different. And no matter how many times you write it down, it, to me, it was never different, you know? Um, and like my sevens were always back to front. My letter, my number threes were always back to front. 
Um, there are certain words I couldn't spell. And even now being 40 years old, the one word I find really difficult to spell is the word else. Like I cannot spell that word for the life of me. I don't care how many times people tell me how to spell it. I cannot spell the word else. I find it extremely difficult to spell that word. Um, and I always used to miss out Tuesday. Like I used to do the days of the week and Tuesday just never existed. It, that should be a real thing or at least a Monday should never exist. The week should be a four day week and Monday or Tuesday should never exist. I think I was onto something at the age of six that we should miss one day out a week. That would be absolutely great. Um, and I remember when they found out about my dyslexia, everybody was like, oh, that's what it is. And for me, it was a relief to find out that it was dyslexic. I was dyslexic because being told that you were either stupid or lazy, like it did it as a young child for me, I was trying. And the word trying for me, it was difficult to get that across because I just couldn't do it. I couldn't write my letters the right way. I couldn't put my numbers the right way. I couldn't spell these words. I couldn't read these words. And the amount of trying that went into this, like I was trying my hardest and it still was not, I still wasn't getting it. So towards the end of my, my primary school, so um, God, I was like 10, 10, 9, 10 years old. I then had to go to two schools. So I went to, um, I live in a little village in the UK, in Berkshire at the minute, um, and in Thatcham, and I had to go to a school in Reading. So I used to finish my school day at like quarter past three. And then they used to, a taxi used to pick me up and they used to take me to another school in Thiel, Reading. Um, and there I'd stay there for a couple of hours every day because I had all these years worth of primary school to catch up on. and no way of catching up on it because I was about to start secondary school and I had no idea what was going on like literally my school days were a bundle of confusion and people telling me I was stupid so I literally had no other way around it I had to go to two schools and actually now I'm very grateful that I ended up going to both of these schools um you had um, a brilliant teacher there who gave me this dictionary. Um, and I will put the dictionary on my social media for anybody uh, out there dyslexic. If you have any children that are going through dyslexia, it is the best dictionary I have ever received in my life. Now, when you are learning things, things are very much learned on sound. So you're spelling out words like cat and car and bed um, and everything is done by the sounds of these words and letters. But in a dyslexic brain, when you're saying the word car, I'm not thinking at the time it's spelt C-A-R because it's car. So the the way it sounds and the way that it, it sounds to a dyslexic person to me, it could have an ER in it, uh, R, or, an, you know, maybe that's not the best word to use. Um, but say the word because, you know, there's a all those letters in that word, you know, I had no idea where these letters were. So this dictionary makes you sound out the words. Uh, another example, R, we are. Now, to somebody with dyslexia, 
are, we are, sounds like it begins with the letter R um, as it stands. So this dictionary helps you to discover how to spell these words with how they sound. So instead of looking for the letter A at the beginning of the word, we look for the letter R. And you go to the, the R section of this dictionary and you will find words in there beginning with R, but also words in there beginning with the letter A. And then you sound out the syllables and everything. And that's how you find out the word. So instead of people trying to teach us how to spell how everybody else spells, we have to train our brains to spell differently. And that means having to use certain ways of spelling words. And this dictionary was so much help to me. Um, and it's funny because when I used to say to my friends, you know, have a go at this dictionary, like here, take the dictionary and, and have a go and see what you think about it. They couldn't use it because they were used to spelling a certain way. And that's fine. That is absolutely fine, you know, and but it's also okay to teach spelling a way that relates to somebody, an individual person. So for people with dyslexia, this dictionary is like a godsend. Um, and that was how I managed to then catch up with a lot of my work and also with the word because, you know, uh, rhymes Betty eats cakes and uncle sells eggs you know a lot of the words that um that we learn how to spell we learn how to spell using rhymes the word said said Annie I'm dizzy so we had to relate to words in terms of nursery rhymes because a lot of um things you know it's easy to remember a nursery rhyme because it's catchy you know I remember on um, one of my report cards when I was a kid that um the teacher wrote, uh, Natasha doesn't know her times tables, but she knows every single word to Kylie Minogue's song, I Should Be So Lucky. And I did. Like, even now, to remember a song, I can remember a song. I can remember every single word of a song. I can sing it. Not saying I'm great at singing, but, you know, I can sing these songs. But you ask me to remember numbers or a shopping list or remember stuff like that. Oh, no, I can't remember it. I can't remember it for shit. But you know what? I learned how to put music and nursery rhymes to things that I needed to learn. Um, so, you know what, as long as you are learning, and I will say this to people out there with, you know, kids and adults, even yourselves, if you're listening to this, it doesn't matter how you learn it. It's the fact that you learn it. So that is a massive thing for me. Um, because I've had teachers drum into me over and over and over again that this is the way that it's done. This is how it should be done. This is what you should be doing. And actually, as long as I'm learning it and it's making sense, it doesn't matter what I should be doing or how I'm doing it. As long as the end result is the same as everybody else's, then it's absolutely fine. So life lesson here is that, yes, it doesn't matter how you get there. It doesn't matter the journey that you take. It's your end destination and it's how you get there in the end. Um, and actually, when I left the school in Thiel, the teacher there, she said to me that I know it's difficult for you to read. And it was like reading for me was the biggest difficulty in the whole wide world. You know, I loved books. I loved when people would read to me. I loved the lands that you could go to and the fantasy worlds and and all of these things imaginary places that were just so beautiful 
but I could never get there because I could never read as well as I wanted to read. You know, it would take me hours, days and days and days to read the tiniest book. You know, as a kid, we had Jennifer Yellow Hat and Roger Red Hat and Billy Blue Hat and all of these books and Sam's Biscuit and, you know, Sam's Biscuit. Sorry, I'm kind of off track a little bit, but that's how I go sometimes. As a kid, Sam's Biscuit was my favorite, favorite book. It had about five pages and each page had about three words on it. And even like now, because of how often my mum read me this book, I can remember the book. So ladies, guys, whoever this thing, I'm about to read you a story called Sam's Biscuit. Now, this is from memory because of how often I read this book. So Sam's Biscuit. Here comes Sam. Sam has a biscuit. Here comes Sam's dog. Sam's dog wants Sam's biscuit. Sam's dog takes Sam's biscuit. Sam's dog eats Sam's biscuit. Sam is sad. Here comes Sam's mum. And Sam's mum gives Sam another biscuit. Now, talk about <laughs> the shortest, saddest, happiest book ever. But as a kid, as I said, my mum used to read to me and you know, these books were my books and I loved reading them. But could I read like that sounds simple, doesn't it? Sam's Biscuit. For anybody out there who's listening and is like, oh, my God, this chick is crazy. That was the book that I couldn't read as a child for years. I could not read that book. The most simplest book you can imagine. I couldn't read it like could not read it. And the teacher that taught me at Phil, she said to me, and no matter how hard this book is, no matter how difficult it is or how long it takes for you to read it, keep reading. She said, because it doesn't matter if you can't spell the word, it matters if you can read the word. And her advice has led me on to being able to read three books at a time. I can read a book in about two or three days. Um, and it's really weird that, uh, and maybe again, people who are dyslexic out there, anybody with learning difficulties, anything like that may understand what I'm saying is that sometimes or most of the time I can read a word. I can read lots of different words. You ask me five minutes later to spell it. I have no idea how to spell it. Um, but reading it easy can read it simply. And uh, the great thing about nowadays, which I feel like people are more lucky a lot luckier than what I was when I was growing up was that, excuse me, I've got a frog in my throat, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, when I was growing up is that you have Google now and we have phones. Like I grew up without a mobile phone. Like we didn't have a phone when I was growing up. The only phone, we had the phone in the hallway and it took you 10 hours to dial somebody's number because it was one of those round ones that you put your finger in and had to dial it. Um, so we didn't have phones. So I couldn't type in a word and have Google repeat that word to me, you know, and I have a Kindle, uh, I have a Kindle fire. Um, and you know, now on there, even on there, if you get to a word in a book that you can't understand, you can highlight it and press translate and then it will speak it back to you which is great. Um, but when I was first of all started reading, we didn't have any of that stuff. We didn't have any of the Google like translate any wording like that. So we just literally had to wing it. And I remember getting my first library card and thinking, oh God, like, what am I gonna, what am I gonna get from the library and going to the library and 
standing in the library and thinking to myself, this is insane. I can't spell. I can't add any numbers up. I barely read any books, but I'm, I have a library card and I'm about to go and get some books out the library. And I did. I went in and my first lot of books, I don't know whether you remember, I don't know whether these were US and UK, but there were a set of books called Point Horror. And they were kind of young adult, teenage books, scary stories. Uh, what you will learn about me along the way is that I'm very dark. Um, I love anything scary, spooky, dark romance, anything like that. Um, and it started, as I said, from my teenage age with my library uh, my library card, going in and getting my first lot of point horror books. Now, um, they weren't very thick. Um, I can't even tell you how many pages were in them. And I actually still have a couple on my bookshelf, which is insane. Um, and they were, they was, they were creepy books, you know, teenagers at high, high school, secondary school. Um, there'd be some demon or a haunting or a ghost story or something like that. A bit creepy. Um, very, e at the time, difficult for me to read. But you know what? I had my book. And every evening, if it took me five hours to read two pages, then that's what it took me. It took me five, you know, I would take that time and just keep reading and reading and reading. And sometimes, again, uh, people with dyslexia will maybe have the same thing, maybe some ADHD people too. It's sometimes, and even now I do the same thing. I can read three or four pages and I've read them, but I haven't taken them in. Uh, it's really weird to describe that feeling of of reading it. And maybe people get it all the time. I don't know if it's a, a dyslexic trait, but I feel like it's something that I've always done. So sometimes I've had to go back and reread a couple of pages because I've been like, oh, now I'm on this line and I have no idea what's happened. But this line is telling me that something's happened. And now I'm going to have to go back and read what's happened because I have no idea what's going on. So that's where we're at with that. Uh, so my point horror books, you know, even my mum was a bit like, well, you've taken like three or four books out of the library. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. And I always have to go back and renew the books because I never read them in time. I don't know. I can't remember how long you got. I think you could like rent them out for a week or something. I no idea, but you did. And I would always have to renew them because reading one book in a week, a very small, maybe 200 pages, it was difficult for me to read in one week. So, you know, we're talking two weeks for a book, but I did it and I kept doing it because I, as much as, as my dyslexia, I wouldn't say has held me back because that's probably the wrong word to use. I feel like it's pushed me to make sure that I'm good and to make sure that I'm learning. Um, uh, so for me, it didn't matter that it took two weeks to read this book. I was still reading it. You know, when I finished it, I was like, God, I read that. It was great. Let's get another one, you know. So just because you have something that is not your fault doesn't mean that you can't do anything. Like, that doesn't mean anything at all. You know, if you want to do something, go out and do it. Like, it's not go out and push yourself and just go out and do it. It may be difficult. It might be scary. It might be daunting. But the feeling of when you cross that line, you cross that finish line because you finished it or you've done it is amazing, especially because for me, when I was told I was either stupid or lazy and 
it's difficult you know as a young child I think you don't process things you process things very differently and you know you you want adults to understand and you want them to to help you and having nobody understand how to help you is very difficult and you know keep trying that's all I can say keep trying keep pushing because you'll get there you'll get there in the end and when you do it's fabulous and it's great and you can look back at all those people that told you that you were either stupid or lazy and tell them that actually you can fuck right off because no I'm not so piss off like don't even speak to me anymore it's great <laughs> um and for those of you who don't know uh much about dyslexia dyslexia is actually a default in the brain um I did well, where's my little I did I did some googling earlier because I had some pictures of it before and um there is actually a difference in the cerebral cortex and the now here we go with my dyslexia pronunciations thalamus thalamus the thalamus thalamus of the brain so there is actually a difference um and it's problems with processing words and numbers um so it's a it's almost as if dyslexics, when something goes in your brain, you take it in and then something happens inside your brain that all gets muddled up. And then what you spit out the other end comes out exactly how it's muddled up in your brain. But we cannot see that muddle. <laughs> it is correct. Like uh, I did a shopping list for my fiance and I, I'm in America at the minute um, visiting my fiance and I uh, made a shopping list and I showed him my list. Now I know he doesn't spell correct. I know that on that piece of paper, not a single word of what I'd written spelt correctly because it's spelt how I think it sounds. That's, that's a good way of describing it. So actually when I showed him my list, he was like, are you insane? I was like, no, like he gets it. He knows I'm dyslexic and we laugh about it. And um, I said to him, I was like, you might not be able to understand my list, but I can understand my list. And that is all that matters because I'm the one we're going shopping and I'm the one that's going to be telling you where everything is. So it is fine for it to not look or for you not to be able to understand what I'm saying. So when I say to you that we need to go to the cheese section or we need to get some lettuce, I know what I'm saying. You know, it's funny, but that's that's a, that's a dyslexic brain. Um, as I said, I'm on all social medias. Um, so if anybody has any questions, I will be posting uh, my social medias in the comments um, and I will give you details of my social medias at the end. Um, so if anybody does want any assistance or wants to talk to me about dyslexia or has any children that are going through or anything like that that needs any advice, please reach out because you know what? It is a minefield out there. And I know that they're a lot better now with, with dyslexia. And actually, I'm finding that a lot more people out there are dyslexic, mild to severe dyslexia. Um, but it's still out there. And it's it's it needs to be made aware of that, you know, it, it's fine. And it's easy to navigate around once you know how to navigate around it. And my last little fact about dyslexia is that which I found very much so when I was uh, put in a school um, with a special dyslexic unit um, that um, actually uh, my mum, bless her, when I was leaving primary school, um, they were going to send me to a secondary school with a lady 
um, that was going to be sitting next to me in class the whole time. And my mum actually fought for me to go to a different school because my mum said that in real life, I'm not going to have this lady sat next to me while I need to fill out a form in a bank or when I need to fill out paperwork for a job interview. You know, that lady's not going to be sat next to me my entire life. So why should she, why should, sorry, uh, gobbledy tongue, why should she be sat next to me during my uh, school lessons? So there was a school in Newbury called Turnpike. It's not there anymore. It's now Shore, it's now Shore, I think. Trinity, sorry, it's now called Trinity. Uh, in England. Now they have a unit, a dyslexia unit. Now what that was, was I would go to normal mainstream school for my lessons. Um, and then a couple of my lessons a week were shortened. And I would actually go to this, um, this different class where they would teach me differently. So I could take my homework in there and we would work on number play. We'd work on letter play. And it was all to assist me in the life that I live now. And I even today, I still use, as I mentioned earlier, those nursery rhymes. I still use those nursery rhymes when I'm trying to spell words. You know, the nine times ta- the nine times tables, you can use your fingers uh, to do the nine times tables. Um You hold out your 10 fingers and from left to right, uh, which again is another mix up between dyslexia people. So I always used to wear a watch on my left hand. Um, But from left to right, you put your little finger down and one times nine is nine. Two times nine is 18. Three times nine is 27. So if you go through and you put your fingers down, you know your nine times table. So it's little things like that throughout my life that even today, I still use in, in everyday stuff. So yes. Um, but, um, yeah. And being in this little class, you discovered there was a guy in this class and he was dyslexic. He was severely dyslexic, but you gave him a mass problem, any mass problem. And he was an absolute genius absolute genius um there was another girl in there again very dyslexic but could she draw oh my god she was amazing at drawing and I sometimes feel like that when you are not if you you've got something that's taken away from you you get something given to you even brighter um mine's mine for me is my imagination and music so um, I could play guitar, I could play the piano. Um, you ask me to make you up a fantasy world with the letter, with the num, with the color pink. Oh my God, we could go on for hours. My imagination is absolutely uncaged. Um, I have a massive imagination, and yeah, that that is why I also love reading so much. Um, so let's uh, enough about the dyslexia stuff. <laughs> so. Um, I am in a long distance relationship. Um, As I mentioned, my other half, he lives in America. He lives on Long Island. So I'm currently staying with him at the moment. So I do go back and forth. I'm a lot of the time in the UK, but I'm also a lot of the time in the US. Um, Eventually, I will be moving to the US, um, but we're on a trying to sort that out at the minute. Um, So and my other half, he's very supportive of my bookish life and my bookish adventure that I'm on, um, which I absolutely love. He doesn't read. um, (laughs) He doesn't really read books, news articles and stuff like that. He loves reading. But as far as books are concerned, he doesn't really read them. That He leaves that for me to do. Um, now, the types of books I read, 
Now, I'm a massive, huge Harry Potter fan. Literally, I'm in Gryffindor house, just in case anybody is wondering. Um, I'm a Gryffindor. I took the test on the app. So it's official. I'm a Gryffindor. Um, and uh, so for me, when Harry Potter was being first published, I, again, um, <clears throat> reading those books because it's fantasy, sometimes fantasy. I love fantasy books, but sometimes the spelling and the wording in fantasy books I don't get, but that's okay. That's fine. I still enjoy the book. So the fantasy side of things, Harry Potter, absolutely love. Um, those are my go-to books, um, as well as Lord of the Rings. You know, if I want to sit down and read something that I'm familiar with because I need a break from reading or I need a world I want to submerge myself in, but I already know the world very well, I will always go back to my Harry Potter or my Lord of the Rings. Like, literally love those books so much. Um I'm a dark romance girl at heart, so I love all things dark. I have no trigger warnings. And <laughs> some of the books that I've been reading more recently, um, I never realized until I joined Book Talk that I was a dark romance girl um, because I've always read uh, kind of books on that kind of spectrum, you know, trigger warnings. Um, uh, a lot of kind of dark themes, um, a lot of dark kind of smut, BDSM, um, a lot of spice like that, you know, tie me up and whip me, but give me an orgasm at the same time. I mean, you know, who doesn't want that? <laughs> so um, you kind of, uh, when I was getting into the books and, you know, BookTok is a great community. Absolutely love all the ladies and guys that I've met on BookTok. Um, and it's a great community to be a part of. And it's made me realize that within the dark romance genre that I enjoy reading, that there's also dark fantasy romance, there's dark contemporary romance, you know, and even though some of the contemporary romance wouldn't go on the terms of being dark, but when you have characters like Christian Grey with his Red Room of Pain, you know, it's not a dark romance, but to me it is a little bit dark um, because of what is entailed in the spicy sex scenes within that book. Um, so, you know, those are the types of books I generally kind of go for. Um, you know, uh, Bad to You, uh, Gideon Cross, I think that's um, Sylvia Day, I believe that is. Um, she, again, has, uh, you know, Gideon Cross, again, he, for me, he was the uh, Christian Grey's rival. I mean, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey was when I read the book, I did follow the hype. Everyone was talking about this book and I did jump on the bandwagon and I did join in with the hype of Fifty Shades. Um, but then I read Bear to You uh, by Sylvia Day featuring Gideon Cross and Gideon Cross is uh, book boyfriend material. Um, and he, in my opinion, and don't come at me, please, but Gideon Cross for me is a lot better than Christian Grey. And Sylvia Day's writing was just amazing. It was a lot more of a heartfelt, deeper story for me. Um, so I did enjoy those books very much. So um, I love a billionaire romance, um, you know. So for me, as long as the book is spicy uh, and I like a different kind of spice. So the BDSM, you know, I'm a bit of a primal. I like primal spice um, and I like all the kinks. So blood play, uh, tie me up, all of those things, bite me, 
pull my hair, all of that stuff. Like I enjoy reading that type of books. As a palate cleanser, I also like romance novels. <laughs> uh, so this is why I'm so pleased and so happy to be doing this podcast, because not only are you going to be hearing about my dark romance love, but also my palate cleansing love for softer, happy ever after books. Um, and, you know, I've read all the, the shopaholic books and I love Jill Mansell, her books, you know, happily ever after little bit of spice in some of them, some of them, not so much, but the story was just funny and it was great to read. So I do enjoy most of those books. So, you know, be prepared in this podcast to hear a lot of different styles of books, a lot of different stories, some fantasy, some rom-com, some um, paranormal, although I need I need to read some paranormal romance because I've not read any yet. So that's going to be uh, a new thing for me to branch into, which I'm super, super excited about. Um, and yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing to get into. I've got some on my TBR list, which is going to be very exciting. So that is going to be quite good. Um, I am an ARC reader and I am a street team reader. So for those of you who don't know what ARC is, ARC is advanced reader copy. So um, authors reach out. Um, and if anybody's interested in being an ARC reader, they they're reaching out all the time and you get advanced copies of their book either sent via email or they're sent via book hub book bub book hub book funnel sorry book funnel they're sent by book funnel uh generally two weeks before release um and all they ask for you to do is read the book and give them your honest review um if you are going to rate any books under three stars they do ask you to generally wait to put those uh reviews in um but my advice for anybody that wants to start arc reading is look for genres that you love to read in because when you receive the books, it's exciting to receive it from a genre that you enjoy reading because it's a lot easier to read it, which is great. Um, street team members, uh, they usually do also get an arc. Um, they don't generally tend to say to you, well, you must review it within a certain amount of time. Um, what they ask you to do is help them to promote the book now I never like to be on a street team unless I've read the book because unless you've read the book you don't really know what you're promoting so it's good to have that promotion and it's good to be able to speak about the book do the reviews about the book push the book when you know what the story is going to be about um I've currently been on some really amazing street teams and some amazing art readers. So that's really great. My cat's just come in. If you hear her in the background, she's now meowing at me. Um, her name is Sheba. Uh, <laughs> so um, I really, really enjoyed being on um, some street team and some art teams. And I do have some authors to mention at the end of the episode, just a little shout out to them because they're doing great right now. Um, I joined Book Talk, I think about six, six, seven weeks ago. I think I joined Book Talk. Um, I've always, I've had a Book Talk account. Um, this is, uh, and I've always seen like Book Talkers, and I've posted like one or two little videos. And then you kind of, you get taken away on the Book Talk train. Like I'm a passenger on this Book Talk train. I'm sat there 
posting videos, making silly little videos with songs and having the best time. Um, the BookTok community is great. Um, love everyone that's following me and thank you so much for following me. And again, love following all you guys back. Um, I'm hoping to get some of the BookTokers onto this podcast um, so we can talk about books. What are we doing on BookTok if we're not promoting and talking about books? Come on my podcast and talk about books with me. Um, I also have Bookstagram, which is fairly new. Um, I wasn't going to make a Bookstagram, but actually, I, you know, I'm obsessed with books. And now I have two avenues where I can just read and read and read about books like this whole time, which is just for me, really, really, really great. Um, things to look forward to in this podcast. Um, I'm hoping. Uh, to do it weekly for you all. Um, life is busy, um, so I'm hoping to be able to get weekly episodes out for you. Um, they will be book reviews. I will be talking about arcs that I'm currently going to be reading and reviewing, uh, release dates for all of these arcs, um, up-and-coming novels that I may have just read um, who I enjoy. I'm going to have some authors coming on and doing some interviews with me and some general book talk. Um, I've got some bookstagram and book talkers who have said they will come on and also do some interviews and chat with me about books. Um, you know, every, every book has a different point of view from a different person. And I'm really interested in learning about everybody's point of view for different books. You know, I'm very much a want to study people. I'm a people studier. Um, it's probably why I watch a lot of true crime. <laughs> I'm a bit of a true crime girl. Um, and, you know, if I'm not watching murders and true crime, I'm watching a horror film or I'm reading a dark romance book, you can get where I'm going with this train of stuff. Dark is my soul and I love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I want to you know, if I've read the same book as somebody else, like, let's talk about it. I want to know what you think about it. Um, there, I have no trigger warnings. Um, I have no triggers, I should say. Um, so most books I read, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's got this trigger and oh, I'm not sure about that. No, give it to me. I will read it because none of that bothers me. Uh, yes, please. I enjoy it. It's delicious and it feeds my star my dark soul. Let it feed me. Um, so, you know, there will be book reviews. Um, there will be book hauls for books that I've been buying. Um, there's some small book businesses that I've seen out there. You know, you've got UK Book Babes. Um, huge community on Facebook and I think on TikTok as well. Unfortunately, it is for UK people only at the minute. But my God, these girls are doing such an amazing thing right now. You know, we've got the Facebook page and everyone's posting in there about books they're reading. They're doing monthly book boxes, you know, monthly giveaways, you know, promote your business and all sorts of bits like that. So Book Babes UK, I will tag them in the episode notes for this. So if you are from the UK, um, I ordered from them a little while ago, like a book tumbler and some stickers and stuff, which if you've seen any of my uh, TikTok videos, you will have seen some of my stickers and stuff on there, which the stickers are great. But the tumbler, oh my God, the tumbler is a tumbler of dreams. It's like a glass tumbler and it's kind of iridescent glass, like a mermaid tail. It's got a mermaid tail on it or well, not on it, but 
colors of a mermaid tail um and like a heart-shaped straw oh my god it's just amazing so book babes uk i will tag them so you can go across and kind of have a look at their website again it's for uk people only at the minute but you know what I'm all for promoting businesses. Anything bookish, throw it at me. Um, I need to get some bookish t-shirts. So if anyone knows anybody out there with some bookish merch or anything like that, throw them my way because I need to get some clothes. Um, at the moment, this podcast is only going to be audio, um, but I will be, there's my cat again, if you can hear her. She's like, feed me, feed me. Um, if you can, um, I can't remember what I was saying. She's now interrupted me. Um, but yeah, any any T-shirts or anything like that, I'm all up for promoting um, businesses. So just, you know, give me a shout out. Sheba says hi. <laughs> my kitty's like, me, 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 me. Um, my my book talk account is Tasha J Book Life. And my bookstagram is Natasha Book Life. Um, I didn't realize that Natasha was such a popular name. I started off with Natasha, Natasha's Book Life. And then there were so many other... TikTok accounts with the same name. So I was like, no, we need to switch that up a little bit and change that around. So that's exactly what I did. Um, so yeah. Um, so I'm just going to give you a little rundown of some arcs that I have been reading this month. Um, and just to give you a little insight of some episodes that are to come, because I want to talk about uh these episodes, um, sorry, these books um in future kind of episodes. Um, so, um, I did start off, um, with Sunflowers and Surrender by L.M. Fox. Um, that's kind of an, uh, firefighter, I think it's a firefighter, um, romance. Um, it's a little novella, so it's only a very short book, but it's very punchy. It's got some spice in it. There's some rescue in it. There's some love in it. Um, so it's quite a best friends to lovers style book, which was really, really great. Um, then we have, um, the stars against us by Lee Ferguson. Now she has a series of books at the minute. There's three of them. There are more to come. So her first one is the cord between us. Uh, then you have the pieces around us and then you have the stars against us. They're a dra uh, dragon shadow, sorry, shadow dragon series. Um, they are a fantasy novel, a little bit of spice in those. Uh, loved the dragon shifter uh, side to the story. Um, she's a brilliant writer. Um, each story is uh, representing of uh, each couple. Um, and it's a love story with a little bit of kind of, um, different tropes in there, um, which is great. So each story has, has a different trope. My favorite one of the three at the minute is the stars against us. There's a character in it called Simeon and he is morally gray and I find him absolutely hilarious. He's in it from kind of the first book as kind of a side character. And I was hoping so much that Lee was going to give him his own book and he got his own book and his story is beautiful. And I'm not going to lie. It did have me in tears at the end. So those books are really, really, really great. Um, um, my one of my favorite authors, she's also a friend of mine, uh, D.M. Simmons. Now she has a cursed throne, a legacy in ruin and a kingdom of hearts. Now, her books are, they are uh, Why Choose, Dark Fantasy Romance, Angels and Demons. Um, there is spice in there. Uh, I love the fact that each of her books, um, the main characters in there, there's Neve, 
there's Declan, there's Kai, and there's Luca. Um, and now each of the books is, is surrounded by one of the boys. So each book is one of the boys' stories with Neve. Um, I love the fact that when you're reading her books, you really do get a sense of the characters. When sometimes when I'm reading books with multiple um uh, sorry, a series, multiple books with different characters. Sometimes the voices blend into one. You don't really get the the difference between them. You know, one might have blue eyes and one might have green eyes. And that's the only way you really know the difference because the voice sounds the same. But DM Simmons, she's done such a good job in making sure that you hear the voices and each voice is very different. So completely recommend her books. As I said, I'm arc, I've arc read for her A Kingdom of Hearts, which isn't due out for another couple of weeks. I think that's the 24th of July. So I think that's actually coming up next week. Um, so she's um, so that one's out then. But the other two are available. There are on Kindle Unlimited if you have it. Definitely worth you um, downloading those books. They are absolutely great. Um, then I read Collide by E.K. Hunter. That one is a dark mafia romance. Now, we all read Haunting and Hunting Adeline. And we all had Zade Meadows, who was a very dark a morally grey, morally black character. Now you have Kai Wolf in Collide. Now, he's a he's different to Zaid. He's very different to Zaid, but <laughs> he's just as morally dark and morally grey. And it's a, as I said, it's a dark mafia romance. And it's one of those books that when I was reading it, and he was doing things. And I was like, Kai, um, you shouldn't really be doing that. You shouldn't really be doing that at all but you're doing it and I love it. Like you're doing it and I absolutely love it. And then I turned the page and he was doing it some more. And then there was some sex and then the sex was great. So, you know, it was, it is a good book to read. I highly recommend that one. Collide by E.K. Hunter is actually out right now. So you can, um, you can get on board and read those. And I think I actually have, uh, where are we? Sorry, I've wrote all these notes down. And I've actually got saved the little write-up for some of these books. So just bear with me. Um, I will read them out to you so that we have them. Um, so this is the write-up for um, E.K. Hunter's book, um, Collide. Riley, I don't need friends. I don't need a man. All I need was to keep my little sister safe and cared for, and I would have done anything to do that, even working in a dive like Club Sin. The last thing I needed was to get attention from the most dangerous man in Hollows Bay, Kai. Kai. I was king of Hollows Bay. I had it all. Money, power, control over the city. But everything changed the night my brother was murdered. Trying to find his killer was easier said than done, especially when my past collided with a girl who instantly became my obsession. I had to have her. I had to make her mine. And the only way to do that was to offer her a deal she couldn't resist. Collide is the first in a planned trilogy, a dark romance, and readers are advised to check the warnings before reading. This book ends in a cliffhanger. Please check the trigger warnings. As I said, Kai is a morally dark book. Um, and he uh he definitely is a uh, a little dark 
romance novel. Um, and as I said before about DM Simmons, um, her book, the first book is A Cursed Throne. And I have a little write up for that as well. Um, so it goes, um, I am my mother's daughter, princess, born to an angel who also happens to be the queen of hell and the leader of the legion, the group of fallen angels that divided heaven. But I'm also my father's progeny, daughter of a demon, shired with his blood, was half mortal after the devil shot him and tried to claim my mother. The spirit of heaven, fires of hell and blood of mankind run through my veins, along with destiny to either rule or destroy those kingdoms. The crown I was born with is heavy, my powers beyond which created the universe, but neither have ever felt a burden thanks to Declan, Kai and Luca. For as long as I can remember, it's been the four of us, one mortal, two children of the fallen and an heir like no other. Bound by unconventional childhood, we were best friends and they were my world. But in the blink of an eye, they were gone, cutting me out of their lives as if I never mattered at all. So I did what I had to do. I left them and our shared world behind and started a new one. Keeping their three treacherous hearts far away from my own. It's been three years since the last time we saw each other and I'd forgotten and I haven't forgotten or forgiven. It's time to come home and get even. Angel, demon, mortal, the blood of all three in me, and I am the heir for each bloodline. But when it comes to power, there is none greater than of a heart scorned. A Cursed Throne is a wide-choose romance, meaning the main female character gains multiple love interests over the course of the series. It is the first book in three, in the second phase of the after full universe. It is not necessary to read phase one, but highly recommended. This series has dark elements and themes that may be triggering for other readers, including strong language and sexual situations. So as you can tell from that, yes, there are um, obviously some trigger warnings in that, um, sexual situations and things like that, which are great. Um, the books are amazing. There is a little pre, there are a couple of pre-books to this one, and I will be talking about those coming up later on. And I'm hoping that I might be able to get DM Simmons actually on one of my episodes with me. Um, but I will be talking about the rest of her books in some up and coming episodes as a spotlight episode on her series. Um, another book that I've been, I've, had the pleasure of arc reading doesn't come out until the 13th of September but oh my god when it does amazing like a Romeo and Juliet meets mafia who does not like a Romeo and Juliet meets mafia no idea uh this one is called Ruthless Foul and it's by Victoria Ellis and again I have a little write-up from her little book so I'll read that for you now Romeo and Juliet have nothing on a made mafia member and the one woman he's supposed to stay away from, Dante DeSantis. I took an oath in blood, one that binds me to the mafia until my dying breath. I vow to live and die by my family. Murder, extortion, manipulation. It's all in an honest day's work. I didn't know who she was when she walked into my sex club but I damn sure do now. She's the daughter of my biggest rival, the mafia princess from the Amento um, crime family. She's untouchable, yet unavoidable. And now I've had a taste of my forbidden little fruit. 
There's not a chance I'm letting her go. Gianna Amento, I've lived a life in the shadows. A pretty porcelain figurine my father flashes at fancy parties. One night, it's all I've asked for and it's all I'm given because how much trouble could I possibly get into in one night? I didn't know who he was when I walked into his club, but now I can't forget him. He's one of my father's most merciless enemies, a capo for the DeSantis crime family. He's sexier than any fantasy I've ever had. And despite knowing this decision, despite knowing this, decisions could, sorry, there we go. My dyslexia is coming out. Sorry, guys. And despite knowing this decision could be the death of me, I can't stay away from him, even though I'm promised to the heir of the Blood Syndicate cartel. For fans of Sophie Lark's Brutal Birthright Mafia series and Benedict Brothers series by Natasha Knight, one-click Rufus Romance and start your descent into Victoria Ellis's Twiffia, Twisted Mafia Underworld today. This book, this is book one in a planned six-book series. The book should be read in order to avoid potential spoilers and for the best reading experience. Book two is planned to be released in October 2023. Forbidden Age Gap, Rival Family, Temperature Play, Mafia, Untouched Heroine, Toucher, and You Die. So just from those little books, you can see the theme that I'm going for from my like love of reading, and it's all of the darkness, um, which is great. Um, a few little spotlights I want to highlight um, that I've read. I think I've mentioned them earlier. You have Haunting and Hunting Adeline by H.D. Carlton. Please, those are extremely dark books. So if you haven't read them and you're thinking about reading them, please, 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 please read the trigger warnings in those books. But they had my heart. Zade Meadows, oh my God, ultimate boy, boy, book boyfriend, absolutely amazing. Um, another book that I've read that I absolutely loved is The Skeleton King by Charity B. Um, now that is a new genre for me that I'd never heard from and it's known as an erotic horror um, I'm looking forward to reading more erotic horror because that book oh, that book was spicy uh, spicy in terms of it burns all the way <laughs> um, now I'm a huge fan of the Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, I have a really weird cartoon crush on Jack Skeleton. Don't come at me. Don't shoot me. Don't judge me. Uh, he's just to me. I love Jack Skeleton and I love the whole Nightmare Before Christmas. I watch it Halloween and Christmas and every other month in between. Now, this is a Jack Skeleton Nightmare Before Christmas retelling, um, but on the darker side. And you have all of the characters. You have Jack and Sally. You have oogie boogie you have the three children um lock stock and barrel i think their names are god that's awful if i don't remember that you have the mayor and they're all represented in this little little town and yeah i'm not going to say too much more because it will kind of spoil it but it's extremely dark um it's even darker i would say than haunting and hunting adeline and at the minute those are on my top list of dark novels that i've read that are extremely dark um but yeah, The Skeleton King, it's up there with darkness. So please just um, just take care while reading it. But it is a great, great, great book. Um, now, I had a little book haul the other day. Um, so we're also going to do book hauls of books that I've bought or any book like merch or anything like that that I've got. I'm going to share everything with you. Um, so for this uh, last week, I bought 
A Thousand Boy Kisses by Tilly Cole. Now I'm going to cry. Now I've seen people read this book on like TikTok and they've put their their uh, like reaction videos to this book up. Um, now for those of you who don't know this book, I'll read the little blurb thing at the back just so that you can get an idea of, of what the story is kind of like. I've not read it, so I don't really know much about it. All I just know is that people are crying and I'm definitely going to cry because I do that a lot. Um, <laughs> um, one kiss lasts a moment, but a thousand kisses lasts a lifetime. One boy, one girl, a bond that is forged in an instant and cherished for a decade, a bond that neither time nor distance can break, a bond that will last forever, or so they believe. When 70-year-old Ruin Christiansen returns from his native Norway to a sleepy town in Blossom Grove, Georgia, where he befriended Poppy Lynchfield as a child, he just has one thing on his mind. Why did the girl who was once who was one half of his soul, who promised to wait faithfully for his return, cut him off without a word of explanation. Ruin's heart was broken two years ago when Poppy fell silent. When he discovers the truth, he finds the greatest heartache is yet to come. Already, I feel like this book is going to be sad. Like, I already, like, I've seen people crying and I, I've seen people absolutely shed tears and tears and tears over this book. A Thousand Boy Kisses. Like, I've literally... I don't know why I bought it. <laughs> like, I I do know why I bought it, because sometimes you just need to cry. Ladies, you get me. Sometimes you just need to cry. And this is that book. So I'm looking forward to reading it. But I I did cry my eyes out uh, for A Kingdom of, of Hearts by DM Simmons. I literally booed my eyes out. That video is on my TikTok of me crying. I'm not ready to cry again for a little while. So please just bear with me. I will be reading this book and reviewing it, but I'm not going to be reading it yet. And I'm not going to be telling you about it just yet. But, you know, it is it is to come. Another book that I've also am so looking forward to reading. And I actually have this book on my Kindle um, and because I love the book so much. And um, I really want to support the author. The author is Emily McIntyre and it's her hooked uh, retelling, kind of retelling, but not so much. Now, um, Emily McIntyre, she is fighting breast cancer at the minute. So, you know what, go and follow her, go across and give her some love and go and give her some support and go out and buy her books. You know, authors, they need our help. And this is another reason why I want to do this podcast, because I want to help people spread their word and awareness about their books. And this is my way of, of giving back to the book top community and to the book community for being so nice to me. Um, now, her book is a never after novel. It's never after series. It's called Hooked. Um, let me uh, read the back for you again, just so that you know what's going on. I haven't read this book. I've seen a lot of stuff about this book and amazing reviews for it. So I'm really looking forward to reading it. And I have two copies. So this is how much. And it's such a pretty book. I can't wait to put it on my bookshelf. Um, so here we go. He wants revenge, but he wants her more. James has always had one agenda destroy his Emily. Is, sorry, let me start again. James has always had one agenda, destroy his enemy, Peter Michaels. When Peter's 20-year-old daughter, Wendy, shows up in James's bar, he sees his way in, seduce the girl and use her for his revenge. It's the perfect plan until things in James's organization begin to crumble 
suddenly he finds he has to find the traitor in his midst and his plans for revenge get murky as James starts to see Wendy as more than just a pawn in his game. Wendy has been, oh, there's a word I don't know. <laughs> Clusterized? Clusterized? Away. Ta taken to the side. Sometimes in, in my world, we have to substitute other words for other things. Um, away from most of her life by cold, by her cold, wealthy father. But a spontaneous night out with friends turns into an intense and addictive love affair with a dark and brooding James. As much as she knows James is dangerous, Wendy can't seem to shake her desire for him. But as their relationship grows more heated and she learns more about this world, he moves in. She finds herself unsure if she's falling for, for the man known as James or the monster known as Hook. Love it. Excuse the little hiccup in between, but this is where we're at. And I love the sound of this book. I can't wait to read it. And then when I do, I'm going to do a spotlight on Emily McIntyre's books. Um, I'm going to go and get the others and I'm hoping that I can go and get them this weekend. So that's that one. Now, I have Credence by Penelope Douglas. Now, I've seen some people on TikTok that are a bit like, if you read her books, you're this or you're that. Well, I am this and that. You know what? Come at me. I'm this and that. And I don't mind being this and that because... I enjoy being this and that, so don't even start. Um, so uh, this is, I think this is another dark book. Um, again, I've seen some people's reactions to this story and um, it is, I think it's a dark kind of romance, age gap romance with this. Um, so uh, yeah, it's a definite, um, it's going to be, uh, a bit of a difficult read maybe sorry I keep saying uh in between my words because I'm trying to get my my descriptions out for some of the books that I'm currently looking at in front of me but um I will read the back now uh the pronunciation there's me uh again the pronunciation of her this lady's name is difficult but we will go for it anyway Tiernan de Haz doesn't care about anything anymore. The only child of a film producer and his scarlet wife. She's grown up with wealth and privilege, but not love or guidance. Shipped off to boarding school from an early age, it was still impossible to escape the loneliness and carve out a life of her own. The shadow of her parents' fame followed her everywhere. Then, uh, And when they suddenly passed away, she knows she should be devastated. But has anything really changed? She's always been alone, hasn't she? Jake Vanderberg, her father's stepbrother and only living relative, assumes guardianship of Tiernan, who is still two months shy of her 18th. Sent to live with him and his two sons, Noah and Caleb, in the mountains of Colorado, Tiernan soon learns that these men now have a say in what she chooses to care and not care about anymore. As the three of them take her under their wing, teach her to work and survive in the remote woods far away from the rest of the world, she slowly finds peace among them and as part of them. But she also realizes that lies blur, lines blur and rules become easy to break when no one else is watching. One of them has her and the other one wants her. But he, he is going to keep her now. Now, uh, come on. Now, I don't know why I haven't started this book yet. I think it's because I have a couple of arcs that I'm currently kind of getting through. But my God, that sounds delicious. 
Um, I also have A Touch of Darkness by Scarlett Sinclair. Uh, this is your um, Hades and uh, uh, I can't say her name, Persephone kind of retelling. Um, again, I've heard mixed reviews about this book, um, but the front cover is beautiful and I feel like I'm going to enjoy this book. So um, again, let me read the back of it for you. Let me worship you, he said. His request felt sinful and devious, and she reveled in it. She answered, yes, now. <laughs> I'm just stopping for a minute. That on its own sounds delicious. That on its own sounds great. Um, can't wait to read this one. Let's continue. Uh, Persephone is the goddess of spring in title Oni. Since she was a little girl, flowers have always shiv shriveled at her touch. After moving to New Athens, she hoped to learn an unassuming she hoped to lead an unassuming life disguised as a mortal journalist. Only all of that changes when she sits down in a forbidden nightclub to play a hand of cards with the hypnotic and mysterious stranger. Hades, god of dead, has built a gambling empire in the mortal world, and his favorite bets are rumored to be impossible but nothing has ever intrigued him as much as the goddess of the as the goddess offering him a bargain he can't resist after an encounter with hades persephone finds herself in a contract with the god in a contract with the god of dead god of the dead and his terms are impossible persephone must create life in the underworld or lose her freedom forever the bet does more than expose persephone's failure as a goddess however as they struggle to sow the seeds of her freedom, love for the God of the dead grows. A love that's both captivating and forbidding. Forbidden. So, I'm sorry. That sounds awesome. Like, literally, forbidden love? Yes, please. I'll take some forbidden love and I'll also take some God of dead and a little gambling bet of some darkness. Give it to me, please. Um... Also, another book in my um, little to-be-read list for uh, July is a Colleen Hoover book. Now, this kind of book is what I call my palate cleanser. Now, this, I don't think there's a single dark strand of hair in this book whatsoever. I think it's just literally a romance book, maybe a bit of a tearjerker, a romancy kind of novel. But sometimes after I've delved into such a dark, dark world of, of destruction and torment and whips and chains and bite me and growl at me and chase me through the woods until you can't run anymore so I can have sex with you in the grass. Um, I need a bit of a planet, sorry, a palate cleanser of let's hold hands, let's watch a movie together, let's kiss on the sofa, let's have, let's make love. Uh, let's do it in a bed with some bed covers and you can wear a sexy outfit and I won't rip your clothes. So sometimes <laughs> you need a little bit of a, a palate cleanser. So this is, and I actually am excited about this, it's a Colin Hoover book and it's called It Ends With Us. I have the special collector's edition hard hardback and when you take off the sleeve oh my god the cover is beautiful it's like white it's got like gold lace on it it is absolutely stunning um so let me read you the little blurb bit for you sometimes the one who loves you is the one who hurts you the most lily hasn't always had it easy but that's never stopped her from working hard for the life she wants 
She comes a long way. She came a long way from the small town in Maine where she grew up. She graduated college, moved to Boston and started her own business. So when she feels a spark with the gorgeous neurosurgeon named Riley Kincaid, everything in Lily's life suddenly seems almost too good to be true. Riley is assertive, stubborn, maybe even a little arrogant, but he's also sensitive, brilliant and has a total soft spot for Lily. But Riley's complete aversion to relationships is disturbing. As questions about her new relationship overwhelm her, so do the thoughts of Atlas Corrigan, her first love, and a link to a past she has left behind. He was her kindred spirit, her protector, and when Atlas suddenly reappears, everything Lily has built with Riley is threatened. With this bond and deeply personal, with this, sorry, with this bold and deeply personal novel, Colleen Hoover delivers a heart-wrenching story that breaks exciting new grounds for her as a writer. It Ends With Us is an unforgettable tale of love that comes at an ultimate price. So I'm going to cry again. Like, literally. <laughs> if it's not, if it's not exciting me because somebody's about to be whipped and, and clothes ripped and, and, you know, fucked with a gun or something. Um, that's a little uh, H.D. Colton haunting Adeline little reference there. Then it's going to make me cry because someone's going to get their heart broken and it's going to be sad. So there will be some tears along the way with some of these books in my TBR for July, but we're going to try and get through them. I've so far I've never made it through a complete TBR list for each month that I've made one. Um, one month I might, but I get sucked in by all the arcs that I get given and all the new authors that I'm currently meeting and all the new books that I'm currently get to read, which is absolutely amazing. But as we go on, I will be reviewing these and you will get to hear my opinion about them. And I hope that you really enjoy all of that. Um, as I said, these will be weekly episodes. Um, also, I have a fellow uh, book talker, um, Alex. Um, I will tag her in this because she's a great friend of mine and we share a love for books so much and I cannot wait to get her. Uh, she's going to be a, one of my regular guests on this podcast. I cannot wait to get her on here and I cannot wait for you to meet her and have a chat to her. She is amazing. Her and I are going to start a little book club and it's going to be I feel like it's going to be like an international book club. So wherever you are in the world, you can join us. Um, and I will be having her on an episode next week. And she will be giving us more details about this book club, how to join, where to find it, how to find us, um, and how to basically be a part of this amazing world that I'm hoping to build with you all in this podcast world. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Um, thank you so much. If you have listened and you've stuck along for the whole time, uh, that's great. I was, I, when I first started doing this, I was like, wow, the introduction, it can be about 20 minutes and that'll be fine. We're, I think we're close to an hour right now. So I've waffled on for ages, but that's great. I love it. Um, I hope that you've really enjoyed it. Um, as I said, my Instagram uh, is Natasha's book life. My book talk is Natasha J's book life. I will tag it in the comments and I will tag it so that you all know where I am. Um, there will be spoilers on my Instagram and my TikTok pages about the episodes that are coming. Um, if you want to know anything about books or anything like that, please give me a follow. I currently have a giveaway on my TikTok page um, for a book fairy 
once I meet and once I get to 3000 followers, which I'm close to, I'm going to book fairy two people. You have to follow me, uh, like the comments. You have to comment two people's names and then also share it. You will be entered if you do all of those things. If you only do one or two of those things, then you won't be entered. But you have to be doing all of those things to enter. Um, and I will, as soon as I reach 3,000, I will be book ferrying people. Um, I think I'm going to do it for every thousand uh, or at least every couple of thousand once I get the swing of everything going. So go to my page. It's the pinned post on top of my page. I will book ferry you any book off your wish list. Be a little surprise from me. Um, but yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening, book baddies, and I will hopefully, uh, speak to you guys soon. Thank you. Bye.